see on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Listening to DC on CW Supergirl Edition on Rain Man Double Rain Man Digital. Woo! Today is starting off strong. If you're listening <laughs> from your desktop, you can take us mobile by downloading the Rain Man Digital app available in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Simply search Rain Man Digital. I'm your host, Lauren Alexander. I've got with me Nicole Nance. Hello. And Bobby Doherty. Hello, hello. Alright, so today we're gonna be breaking down and discussing Supergirl Season 3, Episode 12. For good. Uh, Douche Lord 2.0 and Lena are trying to kill each other again as an old face reappears in National City. Uh, so first, let's talk about a little bit of news. Um, so, Green Rant published an article uh, about unresolved mysteries and plot holes that the show left hanging. Um, so let's play agree or disagree. All right, so there are a whole 15 of them, which is a, kind of a lot. We'll just make it quick. Yeah. All right, so the first one is, uh, where did Earth-1 get kryptonite? Uh, so this happened on the Arrow episode of Crisis on Earth-X, but uh, Oliver shoots Overgirl with a kryptonite arrow, and it begs the question, you know, where did he get kryptonite? You know what? I don't... I, I disagree. I don't think that's that's worth going into. There's so many ways that that can be explained. Um, and Oliver is kind of the the Batman contingency plan expert of the Arrowverse. Yeah. So is it really that important? Yeah. He knows about Supergirl. He knows about her cousin at this point. He knows Cisco and Barry and like disagree. There's plenty of connections. Yeah. The stretch. Yeah. It's a stretch. Um, okay, so President Marsden's alien heritage. So we found out that Linda Carter's character is uh, a shape-shifting alien refugee from Durla. Um, they do make a point that, like, this is a cool thing. And all we got from uh, this season is that, you know, she made Cat Grant her press secretary, and that's about it. So given... Linda Carter's availability is probably not going to be solely dedicated to this show. And uh, the fact that it's not a presidential first lady show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it could be cool, but I honestly like it just leaves world building to be done later if they so choose. Yeah. So it's it's like more of a don't care. Yeah. Disagree. I mean, I'm I'm interested if it's relevant to Kara's life, but it's not relevant to yeah, Kara's life. Don't, at this don't point. muddy up the story. Yeah. 
Um, Kara and James's romance. Good lord, no, I don't care. I, I I tend to black that out. It's kind of like one of those tragedies that's happened in life that I tend not to try to remember ever. So also, um, <laughs> okay, yeah, it it felt super rushed that they broke up and everything. But at the same time, come on, we know better. We know that they were writing that out because it just wasn't it working. Just didn't feel right. Like, no, we're not doing this. I don't think there was anything super good about it. So no, it's fine. Get out of here. Nah, not not a mystery. <laughs> All right. Um, the Guardian is number 12. And um, you know what? I I, I kind of get the point there. I get it. Um, I, I'm a little conflicted because I sort of agree with them. Like, yeah, they did this whole Guardian thing just to kind of like not really do a whole lot with him. But he pops in and out as necessary. He's just doing this on the side as a hobby. So... I don't really feel like it's some sort of unresolved thing. He's not really become Frozone where he's like, I got to find my super suit and get yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Silver Banshee. So, um, <clears throat> while I would like to see more of Silver Banshee, um, Siobhan had an entire arc. Like that's, how is that not enough? I don't know. Like, why do we need to have her back this uh, this season, you know, like, or, or any season in particular? They, yeah, they almost sound like they're going through the article. It's like every villain that people liked. Like, why aren't they running around all the time? Well, because there's only so much screen time, guys. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, right? There's only so much you can do. Well, yeah. that, then, then, then they're the ones that are going to go on and write the article next week about how confusing Supergirl is with all the cuts and, yeah. you know, 17 different stories. Yeah. Uh, I will say they did mention that she introduced the concept of magic into the Supergirl, Supergirl universe, um, which they haven't really talked about, which they say another thing which has been sadly ignored. Okay, I, I don't think that's... Fair. We've learned that each one of these Arrowverse shows has their own little like niche, you know. Um, Legends has become the show that deals with magic mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, Arrow is the the gritty crime like fist to fist melee with the occasional meta. Sometimes maybe um, Flash deals with metas exclusively, and Supergirl deals with aliens almost exclusively. There's metas in there, sure, but it's mostly, mostly aliens. Yeah, and, like 95%. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay for them to have their own, like, niche and, and occasionally have some variety in there. It doesn't need to be magic, magic, magic all the time in Supergirl now that they've, like, just acknowledged its existence. Yeah. Well, that and it also helps out the shows, probably, if they've drawn those mm-hmm. lines of... Like you said, meta, magic, you're doing with the human. And then you know how to fight for villains because it's like, what does that villain do? Oh, he's a a magic person. Well, let's try to put him on legends. Yeah, and you don't really have to worry about, well, that's a Green Arrow villain. Why is he over there? Well, because he works over there. You know, they they get to split up the villains kind of equally then. Um, All right, number 10. What can Jean do again? Um... (laughs) Is that really a question? Mm. Like, did did we forget? I don't 
forget, but I really like Martian Manhunter. So to me, I don't, I don't forget. Can we just see him shape shift? Yeah. I, I mean, do we just need to watch him run from fire every week? I guess so. Um, they're saying they're arguing that John's powers are surprisingly still a bit undefined and change depending on the situation. Uh, for example, in season one, he totally mind wipes Maxwell Lord's guard, but cannot read Rick Malvern's mind in season two. Uh, Martians are supposedly one of the strongest telepathic races, but he can't go up against Psy. He has super strength and can fly, but he hasn't helped Kara with rain. Um, I, they're claiming that these are plot holes, but honestly, sometimes superheroes are incapable of doing things. Lo and behold, like that's the reason Psy is so powerful. Um, and, and it's not going to be comic accurate because otherwise what's the point of even bringing her in? Yeah. You know, um, I think the better question would have been like, where's, uh, Hank's dad. What's he doing? I mean, they got the yeah. apartment together. We haven't seen him. Yeah, where is he? Yeah. Now he's just locked up in a different room? Yes, he is. With his brown water? With brown his brown water. water. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's just he's just going to be drinking a lot of hot chocolate, hanging out in the apartment, looking out over the city. That's it. I don't know. What's Papa John's doing? Jones. Um, <laughs> how many surviving Kryptonians are out there? I got to disagree. I don't think that's a plot hole. I think that is room for more world building and more exploration into um, the mysteries of Ara's origin. You know, I mean, we know a lot about where she came from. I, I think. But we don't know everything. When you start putting numbers on it, then you start getting into that thing of now we're counting down and now you're locked in. Yeah. That if somehow along the way in season one, you said, oh, we, we know for a fact that there was only 14 remaining Kryptonians in all of the universe. Yeah. Well, and then you set yourself in this little box. And from there, the only option for any twist or, or newness is just, um, oh, my God, we found out there was one more that we didn't account for. They had a baby. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just that becomes cheesy. That becomes restrictive. And why do you want to restrict your writers like that? I, I think a lot of people have an issue with uh, needing to know and needing definitive parameters on on their uh, their franchises that they love. And that's just unnecessary. You don't need every question answered. Sometimes it's nice to have a question go unanswered so that it leaves the audience thinking and going, huh, I wonder. And then you have room to play with it later if you want to. Or if not, Guess what? Not every tiny detail is relevant to the story. Yeah. And like you said, sometimes those endings are the ones that we can sit here and argue about 10 years later, like Inception. Yeah. You know, was exactly. it real or was it fake? Did the totem fall? Do well, we know? What they're trying to do is be thought provoking and get your minds actually working and making you use your brain. Yeah. That's not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> no one gets to use their brains. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, Lyra. Uh, wins X lady. We had that question. Yeah, we did have that question. And, and to be fair, uh, okay. I wish that we had gotten some sort of some sort of answer about, hey, where what happened to her? Did they break up? What happened? Blah blah blah. Like, how did that go down? Um, so that's I will kind of agree. That is a little bit of a plot hole. That's a little bit of a an untied loose end. But that's not gonna. I don't know, deter me from anything else in the show. Yeah. Um, Bizarro. Um, I don't believe 
that that is a plot hole because I believe that they're saving her for a later date. Yeah, of course. Just just like Mama Luther. Mm-hmm. They'll come back. We know Jeremiah Danvers will come back. Right. We know they all come back because they didn't definitely like kill them. Well, and Bizarro Supergirl is a very important character to the Supergirl world. There's no way she's just, oh, bye, that was it. She had one episode and we're done. Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. Uh, where is Superman exactly? Guys, haven't we been over this? Screen rant. Haven't we been over this? He's doing his own thing in Metropolis. And guess what? While Rain is a major threat to National City and potentially the world, at the same time, there are larger threats out there. There are things like Doomsday out there. And Superman is generally working with the Justice League to do that or on his own in this world, you know, like we don't know, but he's generally, he he fights these big, big baddies and some of them are on planets away from Earth. Like he's not always there. And if Kara called on Superman every time she had a big bad and she didn't quite know how to defeat them yet, What's even the point of having a Supergirl show? Exactly. Like, there's no point. You call in the big guns when it's a really, really, really big deal and you've lost everyone and you you cannot even fathom moving forward on your own. They can still find a way to beat Rain. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't over, you know? Like, <sighs> Cadmus. Well, guess what? Lillian Luther popped back. So we may or may not see uh, anything to do with Cadmus again. They're doing Cadmus things. Also, I feel like they're flying under the radar for a reason. They yeah. were majorly involved with the the Daxamite invasion and stuff like that. You know, like they were they were majorly involved in that whole situation. So, guess what? Who cares? Let them go. They're making be invisible under- bullets. Yeah, right. No, that's Thundercorp. Uh, let them be underground for a while. We don't need to hear from every adversary, every art. It's almost like sometimes like you read these things and they're like, do you want a recap show of just like yeah. one week we'll come in and be like, this week on Supergirl, we'll go back and figure out where your favorite characters are. Joining us today is Jeremiah Danvers. Yay! Oh yeah, like this show no. is dedicated to whoever wrote this article on Screen Rant because you're clearly not giving a shit. Um, Jeremiah Danvers is the next one, actually. Um, we're going to see him again. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're going to see him again. He's going to come back. Without a doubt. Yeah. We don't need to tackle every mystery as it comes. It, the show would be way too linear. <laughs> then all of a sudden one day we'll have no story. Yeah, right? Maxwell Lord. Douche Lord. Version one. Um, OG Douche Lord. You know, I, I don't know. It's just... He's, he, in, he's in LA with the rest of the actors that didn't want to come up. To be fair, <laughs> there was a cliffhanger regarding his character. Because he teamed up with General uh, Lane mm-hmm. for something that we don't know. And it was kind of a tease for season two. Um, and maybe he didn't want to move with the show to a different network. Or, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
But I will agree with that one. That was a cliffhanger. And it's weird to leave off on a cliffhanger and not tie it up at all. Like two seasons later. Like season seven, it. Douche Lord comes back. Yeah. So, okay. I agree with that one. Uh, Lucy Lane. I don't think that's relevant. <laughs> I don't I think care. She, yeah. <laughs> that was a plot point for... Um, for Kara and for James and I think we're past that and she's not a relevant character anymore. Yeah, she went into the mental block area that the relationship that yeah, the triangle yeah, exactly. that she was in. Uh-huh. I just mm, yeah. other than she's pretty. Yeah, she's really pretty. But, you know, we've got other pretty ladies on the show, so it's fine. Um, lastly, the Omega Hedron. So, um, the the Omega Hedron and, and stuff like that were, were the major cliffhanger bits at the end of season one leading into season two. Uh, it was Kryptonian tech that fell into the hands of General Lane and Douche Lord at the end of season. Sorry, was that was at the end of season two. Um, or was it season one? It was season one. Yeah, season one. Um, so Lane asked Lord to look into how to make it work for them, blah, blah, blah. And here we are. So um, nothing was done with it. I don't know if they just dropped it because it wasn't feeling like it was going to go anywhere. It wasn't with the, the budget restraints of uh, DW. Yeah. So yeah. I, I agree. Okay. That's a plot hole. That's, that's a cliffhanger. That's fine. We did it, guys. We got through them and most of them were not worth it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's just funny. It's just like a bunch of people yeah. complaining. Totally. Um, Sometimes I just like to explain the other side. I consider us the other side. Oh, okay. We're, we're, we're the, the other, other side. side. Just, yeah. yeah, I think. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. All right. So the next bit of news that we have um, is just a little little fun thing from comicbook.com. They gathered up all these tweets and all this info. Um, in this episode, towards the end, we get a look at potential world killers and one definite world killer. Um, and one of... The women displayed on the screen and the name there, that is a nod from one of the co-writers of this episode to one of her friends who is a publicist for Marvel. Her name is Andrea Towers and that was intentional. It was like, some people are calling it kind of like a little subtle crossover. I don't know about all that. That's just, that's it's, just an it's, Easter it's egg. It's a nod, yeah. Yeah, it's just a... It's, it's just, just a friends thing. helping friends out and doing nice things. Yeah. It's just friends being cool and being like, hey, I really like this person. Throw her name in there because it's fun. And people do that literally all of the time. Oh, I, I'm sure. I, like, like, I could only imagine like if one of like our friends drew us in the back of like a comic book that yeah. we opened up and we're like, I'm just like this dude in this bar. I'm an extra. That was Yay. me. Yeah. You, you know, that's all it is. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all shit that we would do. Be like, uh, watch this character name. Yeah. So that's it for the news today. Uh, let's go to a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk about this episode. I said I would try. Do or do not. There is no try. DC on CW. We'll be right back. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. 
Go ahead, Andrew. Minister Kevin Swanson, who holds notoriously homophobic views, said Houston had sinned by having a very, very aggressively pro-homosexual mayor. Unless Houston repents, unless New Orleans repents, they will all likewise perish. He told his radio show. How does he get a radio show? That is the message that Lord Jesus Christ is sending right now to America. This comments come days after Christian radio personality Rick Wiles linked Houston's progressive attitudes with the storm as well. Okay, so gay people have magical powers. They're basically Aquaman. They can control the weather and the Why sea life. Why would you want to be their friend then? Yeah, exactly. I wish I was gay. If I can have magical powers, I would go down on a dude. Like, hey, listen, go down on a dude, and you can now command the weather. All right. Sure. Point me to the nearest dick, please. <laughs> I thought I had to get bit by a spider, but apparently I had to get bit by yeah, some fashion That's Satan. my origin story. My origin story is to get plowed in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL30 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL30. That's D-E-A-L-30 at adamandeve.com. Hey guys, did you know that Rain Man Digital now offers a premium service? That's right, besides the weekly free broadcasts, Rain Man Digital now offers a premium service. And when you pledge to our Patreon page, you automatically become a subscriber, so it's easy. The premium service includes video content, plus additional exclusive shows like Star Trek from the Holodeck, Comic Book Chaos, DC on CW, bonus shows, mm-hmm. Supernatural The Crossroads, and more. So head over to patreon.com slash Digital and sign up today. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturday. I've never been a fan of Superman because I was never a fan of that overpowered character. Oh, well, I'll shoot you then. Nope, I'm bulletproof. Well, then I'll cut you. Can't. You don't need an entire three-episode arc to give characters closure. There's little things that they're doing to give us that finale-ishness. That we, that's not even a word, but I just made it. <laughs> that's so cool, like, just to get that insight. And I think that's what makes this movie special for me. Right. Is that we have the Batman I grew up with. The Joker I grew up with. Leech on him when we go to cons because he will chase after actors. Like, no, not if you're representing the show. If you're representing uh, the show, do not chase after these people, please. (laughs) Exactly. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen from the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001.
back. Let's get right into Supergirl Season 3, Episode 12, For Good. It was directed by Tanya McKiernan and written by, let's see, the story was by Robert Brogner and the teleplay was by Cindy Lickman and Alex Sternberg. Alex, I believe, is the one who is a friend of Andrea Towers, who she put into the episode uh, as a world killer. All right, so uh, we get a friendly reminder that, hey, Alex can do science stuff, too. She's not just all muscle. Amazing. When was She's the last time si- science Alex came out? I don't know. Uh, good question. You're right. <laughs> right. It, it's either been uh, badass, like, fighter Alex or lesbian Alex. Right. Yeah. But no, smart Alex. Yeah. Smart. 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 All right, smart. so... Uh, Alex and Sam pick back up. Uh, they're, they're trying to work out why Sam's blacking out, which like, honestly, we find out that like she, whatever, she's just, she's, she's not been upfront with anyone else. And she's just, she doesn't want to go to a doctor. She doesn't want to do anything else. She doesn't like needles whatever. Uh, so they do an MRI, which I'm kind of amazed that Alex knows how to make an MRI machine work, but you know, okay, whatever. Science school teaches you how to use all machinery. You know, science school is a place where you go when you want to learn everything <laughs> to get you through the basics of science and uh, medical there. stuff. She, she's there with a YouTube video. Yeah. How do it's you a, run an MRI machine? says don't move. Do you got any metal on? Oh, shit. Yeah, do you, do you take your earrings out? They're going to rip out of your ears. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, Alex didn't question if she was blacked out drunk, being that Alex is kind of a boozer. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think she's one to necessarily pro- project like that unless she is drunk already. <laughs> and the, she's no Laurel Lance, okay? Yeah. <laughs> or Papa Lance. Thank God. She's no Lance, basically. Yeah, she's not a Lance. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got we got this scene where they're setting up for uh, Sam to get some blood work done, and they're setting it up like that needle is gonna break. I, I guarantee you, everyone was watching, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, is it gonna break? Is it gonna break? It's, it's gonna, gonna break. break! It's gonna break! It's gonna break!" Steve and I were like, "It's gonna break! Just watch! It's gonna break!" I, yeah, the, the way they shot it all up close, you're just like, "I can I can actually see the break in the needle already." You know, yeah. I mean, they were definitely setting it up to make everyone think that it was going to break. One hundred percent. Like, oh, she's Kryptonian. Well, there were actually a lot of moments where I was like, "This is it. This is where we're going to find out." No. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I mean, what does that mean as far as differences between the World Killers and Supergirl? We know that they're not explicitly Kryptonian. We know that they're, you know. Uh, they're different on some sort of base level, maybe multiple levels, you know, but we don't have the answers to stuff like that. So she's not impenetrable, I guess. Hmm. As a kid. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no? Well, okay. Thanks, Bob, for those highbrow jokes. Um, what I'm here for. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know what that means, though. You know, does... Because Supergirl is bulletproof for sure. Is Sam? Or is she not? Yeah, she was. Because she got hit by the bullet. And she found it in her jacket. Yeah, she she found it in her jacket. That was like the first sign. So then... So then uh, why didn't... I'm so confused. 
Apparently, Rain can turn it on and off just whenever she wants. But maybe that's it. Maybe she has when defense she's... mechanism. Hey, Rain can turn lots of people on and off. Hey. Yeah. Um, but again, it, that almost goes back to that article we went over at the beginning. It's just like, why write yourself in a corner and say that she has all the strengths and weaknesses of every other Kryptonian? Well, I mean, you could definitely go back and kind of fine tune because they, did they explicitly say that? No, no, I'm no. Oh, oh, you're saying, yeah, okay. Like, I'm with you. Like the article could have been like, why does the rain get to do all this stuff? Yeah. But Kara doesn't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And luckily they haven't explicitly said that. They haven't said like, hey, she has these powers and that's it. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, She's going to come out like a dragon once. <laughs> yeah. On fire. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to kill you as soon as I put out these flames. Um, So <laughs> we find out that she's uh, she hasn't freaking told Lena. So Sam has course. What? Because of course. Be- yeah. Because why would you? Yeah. Tell your boss who's your friend that you're having some issues and ask for a leave of absence, which would be less of a burden on the company than you just not showing up for appointments. Right. Why? Yeah, it's basically almost like showing up to work sick. Hey. When your salary. Um, yeah, almost like that. Almost yeah. like that. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Lena's your friend. She's going to understand. And you're being an idiot by not just asking for a leave of absence for mental or physical health, whatever it ends up being. Uh, she's going to understand. And honestly, Catco's under control. Lena could step back in at Elcorp if she needed to. There's there's no reason she couldn't do that. Yeah, there's not a shortage of people. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. But I guess... Sam doesn't like making herself vulnerable, so she doesn't like talking to people, even though she's becoming a burden now. Yeah. How vulnerable are you going to be when you end up dead on the side of the boo, road one day? Because <laughs> you didn't tell somebody <laughs> that you're sick. Right. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about it. Just leave me alone. I just want to go black out in the corner. And hopefully <laughs> my daughter doesn't find me dead one day. <laughs> hopefully I don't kill her. Right? Ugh. I I don't know. Do you think it would be, do you think she'd be more inclined to tell someone if she was waking up like bruised and beaten? She's just like with with like a head next to her. Be like, like, I I killed somebody. (laughs) She's super strong. So like maybe she just doesn't realize the shit that she's doing because she has no proof that it happened. You know, she has no, she has no scrapes or bruises to show that she's been fighting anyone. If she had, maybe she'd be like, oh shit, this is probably serious. Only is this new- my blood? Is this someone else's blood? What's happening? Only a newspaper with her picture on the front. Right. With a weird, like, laser cut mask covering her face. To she's show like, I went to Mardi Gras. Her. Yeah, right? Woo! So that's what happened. I just got Party. drunk. Right. I mean, well, you know, weird, weirder things have happened in the Arrowverse. Um, we find out. Well, no, we don't find out. We we get confirmation again that like Sam's been on her own since she was 16. And she talks about that again. She she gets vulnerable, even though she doesn't like making herself vulnerable. She gets into that again. <laughs> um, we kind of heard about that when she went to go visit her mom, her adoptive mom. Um, and we kind of found out that she got kicked out when she was pregnant. Um, but she's legit just been on her own since 16. She didn't go live with other relatives, nothing like that. Um, 
she just it was her and Ruby, and that was kind of it. Um, and they, they kind of you they keep going back to that like this is the reason she's not talking to all these people. And after a while, it's like, do you buy it or not? Like, no, is it just too easy for, for like a plot? Well, she's been on her own since. Why she's not telling her friends? Yeah, but like honestly. Guess what? Kara and Lena are super supportive and Alex was super supportive and everybody's really supportive and genuinely invested in her well-being and the well-being of her daughter. Wow. It's like she's learning this for the first time. I know it can be hard to be vulnerable if you're used to just like shutting people out. It's almost like she has a family. Yeah. And they straight up say that. They're like, we're your family now. So, you know, whatever you need to figure out, we'll help you figure out. And whatever worries you have for Ruby, we share those and we're going to make sure that she's okay. So she's never going to be alone. You're never going to be alone. Let's focus on getting you better. I, You know, like I, there's only so much that you can kind of um, use that excuse because she has such, such good friends that treat her like family that like at a certain point, especially if you've already explained it to Alex why not the other two yeah. I'm glad it wrapped up in one episode because that would have gotten just silly of course they're going to be supportive they didn't pull the arrow like I told you my secret now it's your secret too so you must keep my secret right. from them forever if not you're a horrible friend yeah we do arrow get- in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> synopsis Literally. of all 110 episodes of arrow have there really been that many episodes uh one uh it's probably more than that 130 something now oh boy wow because the 100th episode was last year's crossover oh you're right i forgot about that i'm shit we're at like 257 Ooh. 258 for us so woof a lot of stuff Wait. all right so we do get one cool thing from the conversation with her and Kara and Lena, she starts to verbalize her fear that we saw uh, in the last episode with Sai. When Sai kind of got into her mind, we get to see, okay, that fear is that she's worried that there will come a day where she's not going to be there for Ruby. Because she doesn't have a strong family background, because she was kicked out, she was adopted. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't have like cousins and stuff like that to lean on. She doesn't have any of that sort of uh, security blanket of family. You know what I mean? So if she dies, Ruby's alone up until, you know, meeting Lena and Kara and Alex and that whole group of people, she was really kind of solitary with Ruby. And that, I, I get that. That's a huge fear for a parent, I think. You know, if if they're a single parent and they don't have a lot of family, yeah, you got to be okay. Yeah. Where where are you going to go? Yeah. You've got to be okay until at least like 18 years from your kid's birth. Like you, you got to make sure that you're there, you're healthy, you're surviving and, and making sure they're okay. Um, but you know, once again, is this foreshadowing of what we're going to be able to bring Sam back to reality with, you know, when she's in her rain state. If she's Rain and and they realize that she's Sam, um, you know, is Ruby going to be the catalyst that snaps her out of it and allows Sam to regain control of her body and fight off Rain and, you know, kick that bitch out of there as much as she can. Control it or whatever the end game is. Pull a killer frost, you know, and just kind of like take back your own body and and gain control of it. So I don't know. I, I feel like that's definitely 
That's definitely got to be foreshadowing, right? Definitely. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we do get Sam's test results. And of course, there's nothing wrong with her because she's not sick. Uh, they mentioned she's as healthy as an Olympic athlete because of course she is because she's fucking Kryptonian and she's like super strong, super healthy. There's there's no question about whether she's okay or not. It's just, you know, a mental thing and a weird superhuman thing going on with her. Yeah. Um. So, the, you know, there's the question of whether it's worse to come for to have your test results come back clean when there's something going on with you, you know. Um, they mentioned that when she gets the MRI images on the screen and, and Alex is like, well, there's nothing there. I don't see anything. And she's like, well, is that good or bad? It's like, well, kind of both, honestly. It, it's it's great to know, okay, you're healthy and that's wonderful. But then what the hell is the answer? I, w- I would rather have the answer. I don't know how you guys are. Yeah, definitely. I would rather, I would have, rather have the answer too. Yeah, I, I'd rather have some sort of actual answer about what's going on because that way you can start dealing with it yeah because at that point it's like are you just crazy yeah so now she's gonna get in her own head where rain is hey uh and start questioning like what the hell is happening now what how can i stop it i don't even know how to stop it so yeah it's a lot worse to not even have an answer how bad do you think she's gonna get before (laughs) <laughs> before they figure out what's going on with her. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it's going to get a little bad. I'm wondering if that blood drawn is going to be like a used going forward. Like they're going to test the DNA. Yeah, that, that could totally come back and be a thing. They're like, well, maybe it could be Sam. I don't know. And let's test it. Yeah, I don't know. But it seems like they were just like, we I mean, ran all the appropriate tests and it's done now. Dispose of it. Yeah. Did you 23 and me that shit? Right. <laughs> Ancestry.com. <laughs> you can go get a kit for $79. <laughs> Figure it out. Kryptonians it. on, on there somewhere. All right. So uh, Alex and Sam have been doing science. They've been sciencing it up. That's all good and well. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, uh, Lena and Douche Lord 2.0, Edge, are. They're basically accusing each other of assassinating each other, and neither one of them is actually really doing the thing that they're saying that they're doing. It's such and, and they just play tag. Of, oh. Tag, you're it. Come kill me. Assassin tag. Assassin tag. <laughs> it's a fun new game. Kill your friend when you tag him. <laughs> Gee, you miss Lauren. It's my turn. Go hide. I'll find Shit. you. <laughs> the scariest version of tag to ever exist. Okay. Never, never drinking coffee ever again. Right. <laughs> I slip cyanide into your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I would be the worst trick. I would hate you forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoopsie doodle. Uh, so Jimmy, James and Lena, they go out on a breakfast run, which like that didn't really make sense. That scene didn't make sense. They're like, yeah, we're going to go get breakfast. Like it's a little overpriced, but uh, the hollandaise sauce is totally worth it. And then like so they, walk, they walk up in front of the breakfast place and James is just like, yeah, about that. I can't. Yeah. Then what are you guys uh, doing? What what the hell are you doing right now? I didn't want you to do the walk of shame by yourself. I said we we're going to breakfast, but I'm going to turn around now and uh, go back. Yeah, See actually, you at work. I actually got a meeting, so I'm not going to go eat with you. Oh, cool. I'll oh. come with you. Ooh. 
L- look at the time. You're not wearing a watch, sir. Oh. He fucking stumbles through that shit, too. He's like, yeah, you know I always want you by my side. First of all, those are some strong words, James Olsen. Those are some (laughs) strong words for someone that you've only been dating for maybe a couple months maximum. And I don't even think it's like that. I think it's been like a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. They are in. I always want you by my side. (laughs) Stage one clinger. Yeah. Don't say those things, Jimmy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, they, you know, they run into, uh, they run into Edge, uh, outside and he's a, an insufferable douchebag as always. Just the worst. Did you think that that actor forgot to get out of his car or was just sitting there because it was raining until he walked up and then he's like, are you ever going to get out of my car? I think he was rigging the car. Oh, you think that was the assassin? Yeah. Huh. Or the guy that oh was my sent God. by whoever. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Makes more sense yeah. than me thinking I was like, that. <laughs> yeah, at first I was like, did the actor just like mess up and he had to improv this? And then the car blows up. I'm like, oh, I, I guess not. I was like, it was raining out. And I was like, maybe that guy just doesn't want to stand in the rain. Yeah. Be like, I'm only getting like $150 for this shit. I ain't standing out there. Then come get me out of this car. This guy's probably not even going to tip me. No. <laughs> and he did no. not. Yeah. Side note, he did not. What a cheat bastard. You have plenty of money. Tip the damn man. Um, yeah, douche. <laughs> but so, you know, I I was watching this scene and as soon as his car started losing uh, responsiveness and started, you know, just full speed ahead. Oh, look, you can't get out. I absolutely said out loud at that moment. Oh, look, just another case of runaway car in the air hoovers. <laughs> This is not the first time yeah, we've seen, or the second time this we, has happened. We've seen yeah. Flash strip apart a car. Um, yeah. you know, it, Didn't this happen like, isn't this the second time that it's happened on Supergirl? I think so. Because they mentioned that. They mentioned that it like happened again or like initially before that to someone else and there's no relation to Edge yeah. as far as the guy that did that. So it's happened at least three times in the Arrowverse and I was like, yeah, just, you know, you're standard case of runaway car yeah, runaway car runaway big rig yeah um that might have been the worst explosion i've ever seen on any of the shows oh, it was yeah real bad. yeah real was- bad i was like oh it's just jumping in the like water i was like cool let it go into the water it disappears fine and then it blew up in midair and i was like that's fucking horrible yeah yeah <laughs> like the spatial like everything about it just looked like weird like why that was clearly a we don't give a fuck Let's just throw this together and get yeah. out of there. <laughs> I filmed this on my iPhone. The explosion's going to happen right there. I feel like we're <laughs> so spoiled now by good special effects that when there's something bad, we're just we're just all really disappointed. We're like, you're better than this. But yeah. again, the car could have just went over the bridge into the water. Yeah. Yes, it could have. And it just would have been and fine. it should have. Yeah. It didn't need to do that. Or the explosion could have happened after hitting the water and maybe we could have just seen a spray of water. Like... There are options, guys. There were yes, there were options. You had you had the audacity to pick the wrong one. As Angelica <laughs> said commit. in the past, please don't put the interns on projects. Yeah. And <laughs> come in. All right. So uh of course Lena gets accused by Douche Lord of being the one to uh 
rig his car with whatever and try and kill him. And she's like, oh, I don't freaking know. And he's James, like, you didn't go in there and get any hollandaise sauce. I know you blew up my car. Yeah, you were there just to try and kill me. Also, are we not going to, is no one going to notice or talk about the fact that uh, Kara has the most amazing reflexes yeah, and like, no one's going to, wasn't even looking in that direction. She was like, oh, I got him. <laughs> Which is totally fine and reasonable, except for the fact that he was definitely marching that way and should have been like, yeah. that was weird. <laughs> not a little odd, but hey, Lena. Like, I know he was, was he was weird. focused, but still, you make a very good point. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's just... Or is that just going to come up later because Lena's going to, like, recall things? <laughs> Another we'll, foreshadowing we'll that, thing. We'll get, we'll get that flashback scene over, oh, no. like, over the years, everything she's done right in front of her, <laughs> and it all comes together, and, like, she's Supergirl. <laughs> it's all so clear now. <gasps> yeah. Like, all right. You... It's you. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but really <laughs> she wasn't even like her back was, it was unnecessary turned to douche Lord. It was unnecessary for mm-hmm. sure. Unless it served a purpose that we haven't seen yet, but it doesn't seem like it. So, um, yeah, you know, douche Lord 2.0 edge gets thrown out. Uh, security knows not to let him back in. It's all good and well. And Lena just wants to st- Stop this whole cycle of threats because she doesn't, once again, she doesn't want to be like her mother. She doesn't want to be like her brother. She doesn't want any of this to to happen. And she is sick of the violence and having to look over her shoulder and wonder, you know, what's going to happen next and what smear campaign is going to happen or attempt on her life or attempt on someone else's life or whatever. I get that. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's perfectly reasonable. And guess what? While somebody's got to stop this game of tag. Yeah, right. So, so while she's brainstorming with the crew, guess who gets cyanide in the coffee? Yay! That's shitty. I and, mean, if you want to break your coffee addiction, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So here's my big issue with this whole scene. All right. <laughs> So, <laughs> I probably know where you're going. That's why I so laughed. So, Eve walks in and, you know, okay, it's obvious. Something's wrong with the coffee. Something's going on. So, she's, Eve comes up from the bottom floor, from outside the building. She's gotten the coffee. She's gone upstairs. She's given it to Lena. Lena takes a few sips. A few minutes pass. And, you know, at, by this time, how many minutes do you think has passed since she was at the coffee cart in general? Let's just say I go get breakfast sometimes in the cafeteria at my work, and it takes me about 15 minutes to walk all the way down there, get yeah. my stuff, and walk all the way back to yeah. my desk. Yeah. And I work on the second floor. So, that being said... big-ass building. Yeah. Uh, after Lena gets poisoned and they realize that she's poisoned and Kara takes her and zips her away. Uh, James goes downstairs to the coffee cart. He questions Eve first. Where'd you get the coffee? And then goes down to the coffee cart where the guy is just now putting on his freaking jacket and he's just like casually trying to slip out just of there. To close oh up. shit. Hey, there was an opportunity for tips. If yeah, There was a line. Dude, you're, got, you're getting paid way better if you're if you're participating in a hit out on someone's life, then the tips you're going to make at a lowly coffee cart for like the next 15 minutes. It would have been just funny for Jimmy to be sitting there pushing the button on that like express elevator that Cat wouldn't let anybody use. But right. now it's open for everybody. He's just sitting there like impatiently tapping his foot waiting for that shit to come <laughs> up. Right. Like, She's going to die. God. 
Why the hell was that guy? There's no way that guy was still going to be there. That was ridiculous. And I know they did it for the, the plot point, And I know they did it for things that make sense. But just come on. It, it would have made more sense if they were like, we got it from the break room. And some dude was just darting out trying to get out of the like the area or yeah. something like that. And he chased them down. Ridiculous. No, it's, it's, it's where I usually got it. All the way on the bottom. And outside Three of this little north. car. Yeah. And <laughs> clearly the guy was just like, you know, I'm just going to have some coffee and just... uh I have a little microphone on the inside of that cup and I can just hear when she drops. What if he was instructed <laughs> to stay there for a minute? Like, <sighs> just wait for 10 minutes. Yeah. Someone, someone else might want coffee in <laughs> there. <laughs> Someone's going to come down there and chase you and you're going to run. <laughs> and you don't know this yet, but then you're going to get murdered. I'm going to offer you $1 million to kill this lady. $10 million if you can last 10 minutes after you serve the coffee. <laughs> it's up God. to you. She's hanging out there. But he gets, you know, he gets taken out immediately by a mystery bullet and we get a wonderfully cheesy moment of James just yelling at a dead guy. (laughs) What did you put in her coffee? (laughs) He turned into like bad. She's lactose intolerant. (laughs) Was there whole milk in there? Ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) It was like Dark Knight interrogating Joker style. Yeah. It was a bad time. Bear me. Whatever. <laughs> so, Ara, up, up, and away is Lena to the DEO. Um, Does nobody notice she passed out? Yeah, right? Yeah, like, no one. Zero. Doesn't even take off her glasses. It's just like, I'm just going to fly out of here. No big deal. Um, and she's saved by Alex, which is just another reminder that Alex is basically a doctor. She's a doctor assassin. Doctor Assassin. That can do science, bitch. Yeah. Doctor Doctor Science Assassin. Yeah. Yeah. She's a medical professional. Uh but I mean to be fair, that I do understand. She's a trained agent. Uh she needs to be versed in things like poisons or at least common poisons. That to me makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Like Oh yeah. I, I get that. One hundred percent. Um and her racking her brain, thinking of, you know, the, the common poisons that would most likely be used. That that all made sense to me. Her knowing how to use an MRI machine and, like, you know, get those images and stuff like that. That, not so much, but, you know, I'll, I'll let it slide. But, uh, but the poison stuff, absolutely. She's an agent out in the field dealing with dangerous, dangerous criminals all the time. It makes perfect sense. Um, I was like, almonds. Well, that's what she likes, almond milk. <laughs> almond milk doesn't smell like almonds. Whatever. Bad, it's almond flavored. Um yeah. yeah, but you know, so she saves Lena. Um and <laughs> she has a talk after she wakes up with with Hank and Kara who are wonderful at covering up their stuff. Wow, flying like Supergirl. Weird. That's <laughs> 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 ridiculous. Oh adjusts glasses like come on you've got you should have gotten better about this by now it's so bad (laughs) this episode while i enjoyed it a ton i'm gonna give it massive shit for being a little bit cheesy (laughs) on a lot of things (laughs) we we usually don't harp on a lot of stuff so this week we're gonna kind of let them have it um but they they talk about how uh (sighs) i don't know Hank talks to Kara about um, 
she needs to be there for her friends, blah, blah, blah. Like Supergirl is on earth to remind people of the good inside themselves and stuff like that. And, 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 they're they're waiting for. Sorry, I kind of skipped ahead for a moment. Yeah, but right. Yeah, um, he's talking to her about you know, in a world of civilians and lawmakers acting, reacting, escalating bad behaviors, blah blah blah. It was very reminiscent of Mars for him before the Civil War. Um, he says that Supergirl is a beacon, blah blah blah, all of that good stuff, yeah. which is true, and that's part of what we love about Supergirl is that she is not just a like physical protector of earth but she's there as a symbol of hope and a symbol of the good inside people's selves yeah and you needed him there to remind her that like look it's okay to look out for you and yours you know uh saving your friends is okay because you know she's all upset about not looking for the world killers it was like all right, well, something else is going on and we don't have world killers running around right now, so you're good. Save your friend. Right. It's not that big of a deal. You don't need to be focused on the entire world all of the time. You can't save every single person anyway. It's okay to look out for the people around you. Like, you don't need to beat yourself up about the world killers, even though, of course, you're going to. Um, Save your friend. Yeah, that's totally fine. It's all Um, right. And they take her, they take Lena back to CatCo um, cause of course they're still in a top secret facility where people can just, you know, cruise right in. Um, as a usual. balcony that overlooks the courtyard. Yeah. Right. I mean, to be fair, they're, they're under the guise of just a government agency, like a, like a, uh, like a special unit of the government. So they do have that going for them, at least in this location, you know, it's like, Oh, this is a government building. Yeah. It's Great, different. We don't know if it's a courthouse or. Yeah, like it's, it's a government agency. That's all you need to worry about. Yeah. Super secret government stuff here. Um, but yeah, so James and Kara take her back and they have a conversation with her. She kind of remembers Kara taking her somewhere and she's like, oh, weird. Oh, mm, yeah. Kara has her weird moment. <laughs> That's silly. They just worked on you in your office. I mean, you only had cyanide poisoning. And they didn't even take you to the hospital. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's like a morning after pill. I just ran down to the CVS. Yeah. Paid 40 bucks and they had an antidote. So you're cool. Hey, you you slip it off. Where's the cyanide antidote? Is that by the uh, the the decongestants or? Is that a behind the counter thing? Do you need my license? Because I forgot my person. It's kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I honestly. Do you guys think this was the time for Cara to out herself to Lena? Mm, I don't know. Maybe Maybe not with all the shit that's happening. I would have taken it right here. Yeah. I mean, I would I would have taken it, but... <laughs> I think it's getting too difficult for her to keep leaving Lena out of the loop. Um, I honestly just... Lena has shown over and over again that she's not going to be evil. She's not going to do evil. And there were moments in this episode where I think, you know, maybe some of us were questioning it. But... She always chooses the morally righteous path. You know, she's not perfect. She's going to make mistakes. Yeah, she's cunning. Yeah, she's, you know, there's going to be maybe casualties sometimes or at least, you know, some sort of collateral damage. But like, eh. you know, it's at the end of the day, she's going to make sure that everyone is heading on the right path and and things are 
going to be okay. Like she's choosing the right choice. Yeah. I don't know. It it just seemed like a perfect opportunity for her to come out and just be like, I did the, like, yes, I am Supergirl. This is how we had to save you. It was time. The more she lies, the more she risks pushing Lena away later. Lena's her best friend outside of Alex. How long do you think she can, like, because she's not that close with Wynn anymore. Wynn was her best friend in season one, and they're, like, colleagues at this point. Yeah. And, and just the fact that even if Jimmy and her are getting serious, it's probably time to tell. Because, like, again, if everybody knew the secret except you, how would you feel? Yeah, how exactly. long can you keep that? Like, am I really part of this group? Do you guys really even care about me at all? There's so many doubts. And that's not something that Lena's going to take kindly to she may not go evil but you know it's just that's gonna suck all right so we did have a night of returns this episode uh first being the guardian uh i'm I'm okay i'm okay with uh him just popping back now and then i don't think we need him all the time no we don't need that separate storyline it was taking up too much time yeah he roughs up edge uh and he you know Bobby posed the question of, okay, how come Jimmy doesn't rough up Edge? Um, no, no, it was more of why doesn't Jimmy disguise his voice when he's roughing him oh, up? Gotcha. <laughs> or, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Or have something over his eyes being that close to him. I mean, I don't know. His voice sounded a little different. It sounded tinny because it was r- rattling around in his <laughs> a helmet. Little bit. Yeah, basically. No, it, it sounded a little different barely and i think when you're angry there's only so much you can do um but yeah you can see his face through there like I don't his, know. like his eyes are pretty <laughs> if, yeah if you're gonna get in someone's face and not just fight random dudes like you may need a bit of a better mask yeah, put, a little, put a little like uh i don't know some sort of visor in there you know what i mean like something to kind of block it and one-way mirror that yeah, shit i guess eye grease won't work for him right God. Uh, <laughs> God. Our next return is Lillian Luther. Uh, Lena exposes her mom as the one behind all of the stupid shit um, because Lillian's back and nothing says motherly love like killing a man who's messing with your baby girl. Yeah, I mean, ain't that the wouldn't truth? Wouldn't you do the same? <laughs> well, she even says, yeah, you know, of course. Like, do you know a mother that would kill for their daughter? And she's like, no. And that's probably good for literally everyone, everywhere, all the time. And just society. People shouldn't kill people. Maybe, maybe think about that. The general rule of thumb. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you can like figuratively bitch slap someone, but that's about as far as we go, as far as being like protective mama bear. Right. (laughs) So, but we, we do get a, a nice little um a nice little character arc for Lena that's wrapped up in one episode and that is her reconciling the qualities that she grew up learning and and taking from the people in her family which is uh her cunning i mean you know some of that is inherently Lena and and of course is you know her own self and her own abilities as a human being but the other part of it is definitely, you know, having been groomed from an early age to be strategic, to be cunning, to be um, at times ruthless and think 
you know, a few steps ahead of everyone else. And watching her reconcile her Lutherness, if you will, uh, to do the right thing instead of just using it for evil. It, it was a really nice little story arc for her. It was it was short, it was quick, it was self-contained, but it made a lot of sense because that's the kind of stuff that we've been seeing over and over for Lena. And I'm glad to see it come to a head where she's like, oh my God, I can be, you know, my mom's right. I am absolutely cunning. I am strategic. I am highly intelligent. And I do think ahead of a lot of people. It's okay to use that. I can do that without being evil. I don't have to be evil I don't, I don't have to poison a pool or kill a bunch of people. Like, yeah, poison a bunch of kids. Yeah, I don't have to do that. Or like rig someone's car to explode and kill them. Um, <laughs> and she uses that to out-strategize her mother and save Edge while getting him to admit that he tried to kill her and admit that he was involved with the lead poisoning. All of that shit. So now he, she's got everything on him and managed to save his life. And managed to get her mother caught. Way to go, Lena. Yeah. Win, win. You're, you are the MVP. You yeah. Al- you almost died and you came back and you saved everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, G- GG, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had one crazy moment on this episode that literally just I out loud screamed, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the big what the fuck moment of this episode uh, that I'm not sure any of us thought we were really going to see beyond uh, the Easter egg that we got, like a glimpse of it in the background of an episode last season. Yeah, it was last season. Um, it was the Cad- one of the Cadmus episodes. We got the the Lex Luthor exosuit. The Lexosuit. Um, but this time, it's on Lillian Luther. She modified it or what have you to fit her. And uh, it looks pretty freaking cool. Yeah. I, no. Uh, yeah. I, I, it, I was the same way. It just caught me off guard. As soon as like that drone came down and just started building on her, I was like, what the? And then it went like, like purple. And I was like, Wait. I saw, yeah, I saw the green and the purple on the legs. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Steve was like, no fucking way. And I was like, what? Because I've. I have not seen the Lexo suit before. Uh, I will go ahead and admit that. And I was like, boy. what's happening? And he's like, you're in for a treat. <laughs> so I thought it looked really cool for my first introduction of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Well, I mean, it's not usually called the Lexo suit necessarily. Um, that's a that's a nice new little little guy for the show. Um, but it's usually just his like war suit is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's this big, bulky, like, suit of armor. And it's really cool. It's purple and green. And it... It's like the Superman buster. Yeah, it basically is. And uh, to see it all nice and slimmed down for Lillian Luther was actually really, really cool. It looked great. I got to say, like, they... I think they made up for that crappy CGI explosion. (laughs) We know where the money went. Yeah. Yeah. And, And it's true. You know, it's obvious in situations like that. It was obvious where the money went. I thought it looked amazing. Um, and she has like this like kryptonite blade. I don't know. It's crazy. So um, we get a team up of Monel and Kara this episode. There's not a lot of talk about why he's still there or what's going on with the status of the ship is blah, blah, blah. But I think it's safe to say that they're sticking around for a while. 
But do you think it's going to end with him staying here and leaving his wife or keeping his wife with him? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think he's going to end up leaving and going back to the future. It's what it's whatever okay. that big mission is. Yeah. You know, because I think that's what their like reasoning is going to be for having to send him back. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, and and another question, where was the rest of the Legion during this whole thing? But does it really matter, I guess? I don't know. Like, they, they managed. Yeah, it it just seems weird that, like, all of a sudden Monel showed up and, like, the rest of them. Well, were, there, were, there were a couple times where he just kind of cruised in and he was like, no, let's do this this way, blah, blah, blah. Like, Brainy and I have done this. Yeah, go for it. Oh, you were listening? You you were here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. Um, And... Let's talk about Lena's reaction to seeing Monel again. Ara hasn't mentioned to her that Monel is back because Monel hasn't been hanging out with people, and I feel like Kara doesn't want to deal with it, which I completely get. But maybe he could have just like snuck out the back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, did you have to land right next to me? I'm back and alive, and Kara's. Concerned, or not, Kara? Lena's concerned for Kara. <gasps> Where did you come from? <laughs> Just oh like, oh yeah, weird. Um, weird, awkward. <sighs> the final, the final gripe of today's show is every episode gonna end with <laughs> a little like balcony side chat between Monel and Kara. Uh, I don't know. Is this like? Three in a row now? I want to say it's every episode we've come back. Yeah. They've stopped. So at this, the whole, this whole month. It's, yeah. it's always the second to last scene. It's it's become the eating on the couch watching TV scene yeah. between Alex and Carl. Oh my God. Oh, it, yeah. Stop Except it's, it. it's just the awkwardness of them being like, I really liked working with you today. It's like, oh, okay, this is not working out their relationship at all yeah it's it's weird and like why is he always the one to give her advice at the end of the the day at the end of the mission you think she's like shit it's about time to go home i'm not gonna go on that fucking balcony again he's just gonna find me he's gonna (laughs) give me another lecture where's monel at hey can you distract him while i sneak out because i have to walk fly out the balcony and he's always there (laughs) waiting he's being a creeper yeah. Then sometimes his wife shows up, makes it super awkward. So weird. I don't know. I, I hope eh. they steer away from that in the future. I don't think they're going to. I think we're going to get more of that. We're probably going to get, you know, one more. And then we're going to go on break until April. Whee! Our, our, our last scene will be them on the balcony. Again. <laughs> they'll, they'll be kissing or something and Saturn Girl will be on the floor. Mm-hmm. All right. Final thoughts for this episode. It, it, okay. I want to start just because it just seemed like we just spent like an hour, 15 minutes bashing I, the thing. I actually was <laughs> going to start with you. No, there were some great things this episode. And it just, and it really wasn't that bad. It was just like the little things that they missed on this episode kept it from being probably great. Cause it was just like things that I questioned the whole time. Yeah, that's fair. And, and, and it's always those little details that pushes a show over the top as far as, you know, Things that you're just like, it takes you out of the moment because you just start questioning why did that car blowing up look like shit? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? And I think those are the things that take people out of the show. And those are the things you got to do and be, you know, keep it tight. And I think that's where they missed out on. And it just like, again, 
it it was a good show. It's like uh, it was good to see Lena being like boss lady again because yeah. that's who she is. You know yeah. that she went from like this strong woman to like this kind of softy to like this love puppy type thing, and now she's back to the strong you know boss lady again. So I, I I definitely appreciated that like that coming back, but again it was like like I said the little things just kind of took me out of it a lot this episode. Yeah, yeah, Nicole. Um, <laughs> the one good thing that I clung to at this was the message between like um, the girls, Kara, Sam, and Alex and Lena, um, particularly with Sam. Uh, the message with hers is like, don't be afraid to reach out for help when you're struggling. That's the message I got out of that whole situation there. So they were, I, it felt like they were touching on almost like the mental health thing uh, of like, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. I really liked that, that they did that in this episode and they touched on that type of topic because um, that's usually a really hard topic to talk about no matter what situation. Um, so I really, 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 really like that about this episode. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of little things that brought me out and made me go, why? But um, that was one thing that I really loved. So there you go. I, I, Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And that's something that they, that I think we've always kind of hyped up about this show is, is talking about... Um, the way people interact with each other and the way people feel and the way people get in their own heads, whether it's actual mental illness or just kind of down periods of time, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or your own just personal crutches. Like it's okay to be vulnerable, especially with the people who care about you. Um, And, you know, you do what you got to do to try and get that out of people and coax it out of them and let them know that you're there for them. It's always something that they've treated with, um, I think, really great care on this show is is taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally and not just physically not just do okay yeah i need to eat and treat my body well no you need to treat your mind well too Mm -hmm. um and that's that's a really really good thing a really good precedent to set in a show i i'm totally with you on that i think honestly um the whole thing with lena too finally getting reconciliation there for her with herself about her own abilities and and the things that the the positive things the strengths that come from her family uh and how she can use them to be her own person you can be a luther without being a luther Yeah. yeah you can use that luther cunning you can use that strategy you've learned that you grew up with that and you can use that to be better than they were. Be a positive influence on other people. Be your own kind of beacon of, of I don't know, dare I say girl power and, and uh, a strong feminine icon without being artless and evil. You can be strong. You can be ruthless. Um, but you can also be compassionate. And you can also be a positive influence on other people so i i love the messages in this episode yeah there were some cheesy moments yeah Yeah. i had some gripes with it and you're right bob that does kind of take you out of the episode here and there but overall it's still still solid um i'm not really complaining this this episode it was it had ups and downs but it still wasn't a crappy episode by any means um it's just fun to point out that cheesiness 
And Alexa Sue. Yeah, and so Alexa cool. Sue. There you go. <sighs> All right. On that wonderful note. Uh, that's going to be it for today's DC on CW Supergirl edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on CW episodes through the Rain Man digital app. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. It's at DC on CW, Facebook.com slash DC on CW. And our Instagram is at DC underscore on underscore CW. And we'll catch you next time. How did you do that? I'm Supergirl. You're who now?